Okay, good morning. Um, just before we move on, we're actually on Zion Amidalev. We'll be starting a slightly new sugya today. But just before we move on, I just want to um, go back to something, a uh, very interesting uh, story we, we talked about yesterday. And I think quite a few people were slightly puzzled by the person who was davening behind the shul. And whatever Akhari with his back to the shul in the wrong direction. And it says that Eliyahu came past. And uh, Eliyahu was disguised as an Arab the way... Uh, sorry, the, no, sorry. The way we explained it was, the way the Marashah explains it. I think it, just to clarify, it was the Marashah explains that Eliyahu passed by and he saw this person. And this person looked like an Arab. So he said, Kadubar Kiyamta, you're davening to two different uh, gods. What's going on? And he killed him. Shut up, Safsa, he took out a sword, the Kotli, and he killed him. So many Maparashim ask, I mean, the Ben Yoyoda, that's the, the Ben Eshchai. He says, well, Eliyahu thought this guy was an Arab. Well, Eliyahu makes such a mistake. He'd kill somebody because he looks like an Arab. The, and Taka is a person's chai of Misa. What, 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 what's going on over here? So, they, as we said, there is another gear. So it was an Arab who was passing by. But that's equally difficult to understand because if it, if it was an Arab passing by, why would the Arab have cared if this guy is doubling into, you know, in a different direction? Why, the Arab would have killed him for that? Um... More, more, moreover, I mean, in fact, according to the Marashal, there's other problems as well. Why would, if, he thought, if Eliyahu thought he was an Arab, why would he have killed him? Well, an Arab's not allowed to... Do we care what an Arab does? But um, the, because of this, the Ben Yehoyada, he wants to say, the Ben Ishchai, he wants to say that actually it was Eliyahu who passed by. Um, and Eliyahu just disguised himself as an Arab because he decided this person is Chayim Miso Bidei Shomayim. Let's say. He's Chayim Miso Bidei Shomayim. And then, um, since he's Chayim Miso Bidei Shomayim, but he didn't want people, you know, see this guy take out a sword and kill somebody. To think, you know, how could Eliyahu do that? So therefore, he disguised himself as an Arab. I'd like to suggest, because this really uh, links in, just take a few minutes to explain something which is, in Yonah de Yoma, this week's parasha, parasha's Vayeru. I think we've got, I think based on uh, this week's Sedra, I think we could, we, could, uh, we could explain the Gemara slightly differently, and that's like this. The, um, the Gemara says in the ninth parak that somebody who sees in a dream, there's a, quite a long sugi there about dreams, somebody who sees in a dream, he sees Yishmael ben Avrob, Yishmael the son of Avrob, you see him in a dream, then you know Tefiloso Nishmas. Your next filler is going to be answered. Like Yishmael in this week's Sedra, Yishmael as a child was dying in the Midbar and he cries out to Hashem and Hashem answered him and they were shown some water and Bekitzi he survived. So, that's the idea. Yishmael, if you see that, you're then, the Gemara says it's got to be Dafki Yishmael, not Stam and Arab. And the Mephosh will speak about how you know it would be Yishmael as opposed to Stam and Arab. But why? Taka, why was it that Yishmael's tefillah was answered? And it's not, we're not the first ones to have asked this. The Malochim asked this to Hashem. When Yishmael davened, so the Malochim said, look at what he's going to do in the future. He's going to kill your children, kill the Bnei Yisrael when they're, when they're sort of dying from, from uh, thirst. And you're going to save him? So Hashem said, tell me, right now he's a tzaddik or a rasha? They said, well, right now he's a tzaddik. I mean, even if, even if you say that uh, he was serving Avod Zorah before, I mean, he was seen tzaddik, no, he's still, he's considered a tzaddik. said, Hashem ba'asheh hushom. He's judged as he is now. So, many asked the question of Maharal, but the, in truth, the Chizkuni I saw asked this question already before that, is, what's the difference between that and the Bain Sarah If you judge a person based on what he is now, so why is the Bain Sarah judged on the future? So there's various answers given to it. But I'd like to suggest an answer which sort of came to mind yesterday, 
And for that, we need two akdomas, two, two in, uh, short introductory ideas. The first one is the Ramam and Hilchus Teshuvah writes that what is, it's talking about Teshuvah, complete regret is that when you get to the stage that the Yodea Ta'alumas, the HaKadosh Baruch Hu can read your innermost recesses and he can say, he can personally be made, he can testify that you will not return to that sin. So it doesn't give us much hope. I mean, we know, you know, he comes to Yom Kippur, we, you know, we have sincere regrets, we don't want to sin again, but Amaisa, we know we do. But the Peshat is, it's not, it's not a, it's not, it doesn't mean none of us are zikha to Teshuvah, and I've, I've heard this as well from others. What it means is that on Yom Kippur, let's say on Yom Kippur, at that moment, as I am on Yom Kippur, with that degree of sincerity, with that sort of frame of mind, am, is my Teshuvah sincere? And the answer says, Hashem, and only Hashem could testify such a thing, that yes, you are. Hashem could tell you that if that Avera came to your hands, the opportunity would come to you, on Yom Kippur, right now, in that frame of mind, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be over the Avera. That's Teshuvah. After Yom Kippur, fine, that, you lose that sincerity. But Asher Husham, you're judged as you are at that moment. That's Teshuvah. That's Hakdoma number one. Hakdoma number two is, in Parshas told us, we find Rivka Emenu, she finds that, you know, she knows she's, she's pregnant. And she knows that when she goes past the shul, she feels some kick to get out. She goes past Lahavdil Bisa she feels a kick. So she says, What's the point? What's the point of living? So she goes to Yeshiva Hashem to ask, What's going on here? She's told, Don't worry. There's, there's two, two regimes there, there's two nations, Yaakov and Esau. Oh, she says, Oh, that's fine now. That's fine. I mean, you're happy with an Esau. What's happened before? Because she knew she'd have a Yaakov. The answer seems to be in Surah Shalom Shvadron said, I won't say the setting in which he said it, but he said, the, uh, he says there's a very, very powerful message, one which is maybe a bit of a chiddush. But he says, to have an Esau is not such bad news. Because if a person is completely and completely off the derech, there's hope he'll come back. But if you've got somebody, one child, who's a mixture, he's a cholent pot of a Yaakov and an Esau, then you've got problems. You ask the Kirov workers, who's easier to be Makarid? Somebody who's never, never had any contact with Yiddishkeit. Or somebody who's had contact, but never he's reform, he's Masorti. They think they've got the real thing. Which one's going to be a, a harder job? Definitely the second. Because the first one, you show him the beauty of Yiddishkeit, he sees what it's all about, and he's drawn in. The second one says, what are you talking about? I'm the from, I'm the real thing. It's much harder. That was the difference. As long as a person's completely one end of the spectrum of the other, there's always hope. But if there's a mixture, that's where the problem starts. With these two Akdomas, I think we can understand what's going on with, with Yishmael. Yishmael was lying there dying. And he turns to Hashem and he looked around enough to see it time Achel. This happened with Achel as well, the, one, perhaps the wickedest man. Worse than Yerovon ben Avot, says the Novi. And he, he realizes he's in, he's in big trouble, he's going to be punished. And he turns to Hashem and Hashem accepts his Teshuvah. Somewhat at least, he accepts his Teshuvah. How can it be? The answer is Ba'asher Hushon. At that moment in time, he got a moment of clarity, put away what he was beforehand, put away what he's going to do afterwards, to Hashem Ba'asher Hushon. You're judged right now. The Yadea Ta'alumis can be made as you are right now. You're sincere. Ba'asher Hushon. The Ben Tzara is different. He's been given markers, he's been warned, and he still continues on. So it may be a very, very minor infraction. 
something which you can't really kill a person, but the Torah is made. The same Torah is made to testify, I'm telling you what he's going to come to in the end. Uh, what about the Khira is a separate question. But the Torah says, I am made, this is what's going to be in the end, kill him now while he's still, still relatively innocent. He's still a tzaddik, he's a minor. Whereas when it comes to, to Yishmael, the vault was Ba'ashehushom. In that time of desperation, they know where to turn. Achod <coughs> knew where to turn. Yishmael knew where to turn. And Hashem says, tell me, Malochim, forget what he's done, forget what he's going to do. Right now, is he a tzaddik? And they said, yes. Right now, he's sincere. Ba'ashehushom. Then he's answered. That is the vault over here. And that's why the tefillah of Yishmael was answered. Says the Gemara later on, if you see Yishmael in a dream, then you know that your tefillah will be answered. Why will my tefillah be answered? Because I can see that I've got this direct one, you know, no uh, sort of side um, sort of uh, things which are putting away my attention. I'm completely connected to Hashem. Then your tefillah will be answered. This person, whether it's Eliyahu, who is disguised as, a, as, a, as, a, an, as an Arab. It wasn't Stam an Arab. I want to suggest it was Yishmael. But I'll take it even further. The Mardana Yontav writes, he says he thinks this whole thing happened in a dream. It wasn't, the person wasn't actually killed. He says, Idam did he appeared in a dream like an Arab? The person afterwards starts thinking, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And he sees in a dream this Arab and he says, Kadubar What's going on? Why the Arab? The Arab is, if you don't want to come to Shul, don't come to Shul. You want to be an Aesop, be an Aesop. But don't be a Yaakov and an Aesop mixed up in one pot. Don't come to Shul and Daman Hashem facing the other direction with your back to the Shul as if you're speaking to Hashem and speaking to somebody else at the same time. Kazubar Kiyamto says, you've got, that's Yishmael. Yishmael comes along. The very Yishmael who at the time when it was necessary, he put everything out. All his Abed Zorah was out of his mind. At that moment in time, if you're going to daven to Hashem, direct your, your heart to Hashem. That's what the Ramam writes. Strictly speaking, if you know you will not concentrate in davening, don't daven. That's what the Ramam writes. We'll speak about Bezit Hashem at a later date. Why nowadays, we'd basically, we'd never daven if we did that. Right? But that, that's basically what, what, uh, why it's different nowadays. But the Ram writes, you come back from a journey, don't daven. Because you're not going to be able to concentrate. That's what he was saying. You don't want to come to shul, don't. But if you come to shul, don't at least daven to Hashem. Don't sort of uh, do it one direction and daven to Hashem. That was the point. And that's why it was a tile. That was why, or why it was an Arab. It wasn't stamina. It was Yishmael who t- taught us this, uh, this lesson. If you want your tefillah to be answered, you've got to direct completely to Hashem. And so perhaps that gives us a little bit of insight whether it was an Arab who passed by in the reincarnation of Yishmael in a dream, whether it was Elio disguised as an Arab, it gives us a little bit of an understanding why it was this Arab Bedafka. Continuing on in the Gemara now, on Zion on Medalev, um, two lines, the second line down into the middle uh, size lines. Here's going to be another teaching. This whole Omad is really in is, is, is uh, our teachings of Rabbi Yishm, of uh, Rabbi Yechonon Mishim Rabbi Yosef. Minayin she'im meratzin lo le'odon mishas kasev. From where do we learn that we are not, we don't try to appease a person when at the time when he's angry? Dichsev because it writes in the pasuk, Panai yelechol v'hani chaysiloch. Moshe is trying to appease Hashem after the chetzal egel, and Hashem says, wait till Oma lo Hakadosh Baruch Hu Moshe. Hakadosh Baruch says to Moshe. Hamtenli, wait for me, Achi Avruponim Shalzam, until the literally the face of anger, until it's calmed down, the Aniach and the Aniach Loch, and then I will, there will be Manukha, I will be at rest with you. Don't try while I'm still angry, now's not a time to appease me. That's the posh of Shat and the Gemara. The Rambam, in I think it's Hilchas Deus, 
he writes, he lists out all the middles of a, of a Talmud Chacham. And he runs, writes amongst the middles are that a Talmud Chacham will never speak things which are a waste of time. Don't waste your time. And he says, for example, this, a person shouldn't be Marat to his friend at the time of his anger. And um, he says, you know, not to be Menachem uh, and Ovel straight away afterwards. A few other things he says there. So they ask, the Sisei Chacham already points this out. Does it say anything about a Talmud Chacham here? Why is it? Why is it talking about uh, what's what, what's what's going on over here? So I, I actually saw Rabbi Yitzchok Zilberstein in a, in a sefer Chashukei Chemed. He said, if you see somebody trying to appease somebody at the time of his anger, should you stop them? And he wants to say it depends on whether it's an iser or it's a waste of time. He says, if you look at the Rabbeinu Yonah, there's a Mishnah in Ovis, the same idea seemingly. It says, Do not appease your friend at the time of his anger. So the Rabbeinu Yonah, because it's going to backfire. He's angry anyway, and you're going to try and appease him. He'll get more angry and it's just going to backfire. Don't, don't do it. So he says, the Rabbeinu Yonah seems to learn, it's because you're going to make him more angry, it's an Issa. Maybe yes, maybe no. That, that's what he wants to suggest. But he says, the Ramam, take a look at the Ramam there. The Ramam writes the same thing again. He says it's just a waste of time. And the Mishnah is telling you various ideas of things which are basically a, are a waste of time. And therefore, since it's a waste of time, only a Talmud Chacham is particular on his words. The, the, the Ram doesn't bring a favor. Well, I mean, of course, if you wanna, don't want to waste your time, then follow the piece of advice. But a Talmud Chacham is particularly mukpid. He would be particular not to um, waste, waste, uh, waste his words. The truth is, what, 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 what I want to get to from this is, I believe, personally, that this, this, Mish, this Gemara here and the Mishnah there are two different things. Two different things. And the Rambam is not talking about this. The, the uh, if you want, what the A Mishnah connects to, it's not Al Gemara. I'll, I'll show you how, why I think that. There are at least two differences between, maybe even three differences, between um, the Mishnah there and, and the Gemara over here. Number one, here it says, over there it says, Do not appease your friend. Here it says, a person. Number two. There it says, It doesn't say, Al means a command. Do not. Maybe like the Rabbi Yonah says, if you learn like, you shouldn't because it's going to add cast. Here it doesn't say that. It says a statement of fact. And it's in the plural as well. What's going on here? And perhaps I said a third difference is, here it brings a pulse, there it doesn't. The difference I think is like this. Over there, it's talking about your friend. What it means is your friend, you've hurt your friend, you've done something wrong to him, you got into a bit of a, into a, bit of a spat. So says the, says the Mishnah over there, whether it's an advice as the Raman learns, whether maybe it's an Issa, don't do it. It's a waste of time. I'll take it even further than that. The, the slav says, it says bish askasa, both over here and there. It, says, it doesn't say berkasa, when your friend is angry, it says bish askasa. That means even if you go to, you see he's calmed down already, but it's still within that period where it's a little, a little delicate and he could flare up, you know, could all flare up again, leave it. He was a good friend of yours. He's already calmed down, but it's still, it's still a little uh, on edge, leave it for the time being. Because if it's your friend and you've hurt him, the minute he sees you, it's all going to start again. Like the Rabbi Yonah says, it's a waste of time. You won't gain anything from it. That's what the Mishnah is saying over there. And it's not the Pasuk over here. Whereas over here, and as, as the Ramam says, 
Those are pieces of advice. It's common sense. And that's what the Rambam is bringing in Hilchas Deus. It's clear that's what he's talking about because he brings the Loshan of the Rambam there is also Chaberko, your, your, your friend. And in that same Aloha, he lists out all the other things in that Mishnah, like don't, uh, don't uh, comfort uh, um, an Ovel just after the Misa, etc. He says it's a waste of time, all these things. Over here, it's a statement of fact. What we're talking about here is a guy who's got a little worked up about a certain thing. So people get together and decide, let's go and try and defuse the situation. We'll, st- we'll step in. We're not actually personally involved. Says the Gemara, doesn't say you shouldn't do it. Doesn't say it'll be a waste of time. It's saying you will not succeed to appease him right now. What's the proof? Moshe Rabbein. Were Moshe Rabbein's words a waste of time? It doesn't say that. Because Hashem said to him, I've heard you. But right now, it's still a little delicate, the situation. Wait. Once it passes, I'll be fine. He didn't say you'll have to come back and try again. He didn't say that. He didn't say what you said is a waste of time. Just don't be disheartened that right now I can't let things, let things pass. That's what I think p- perhaps the Gemara is saying here. We're talking about the plural. You've got a delegation or a going along to a person, not to their friend. They didn't get involved in this. Moshe wasn't guilty of the ego. The point is but Moshe is going to intercede. In this case it was a one-man delegation. But he's going to intercede on behalf of Klal Yisrael. And Hashem says, I've heard you, but wait, when things calm down a little bit, I'll be fine. Don't be disheartened, I've heard you, it's not a waste of time, leave it. That's what it's saying over here. And that's not what the Ramam is talking about there. The Ramam there is talking about, that's your friend, you got into a bit of a spat with him, leave it. They'll tucker be a waste of time, you're not going to achieve anything there. On the contrary, says Rabbi Yona, it'll probably just, things will flare up again. And you'll, you'll, uh, you'll, you know, the relationship will, will fall further, leave it. That's what we're, we're perhaps, as I said, I think that's perhaps a slightly different take on this, on this Gemara. Ask the Gemara now. Is there such a thing as anger in front of Hashem? You know, we know anger is a very, very, uh, is the one middle we say a person shouldn't have anything of it. The Gemara says, you know, it's Kido Ovid Avid Tell you, very, very interesting, I just saw this morning, the Rashbah had a shayla of a, of a husband and wife who got into a major, major um, argument. And the wife went out into the street and she started screaming that he's a, he's a, you know, he's, an, he's a min, he's a, he's a heretic. And, and she, she, um, she started uncovering parts of her, her body, whatever. And he said he wanted to divorce her. And he said, as per the Gemara, the Mishnah and Ketubos, she's a Moretis and I'm not, I, I don't have to give her a Ketubos. And there are Bonim signed various things. The Rashba was given the Shaila and he said, look, I can't really comment on the testimony because all the Rabbonim are giving me different versions of the story. But he says, for various reasons, he goes through various reasons, but he says, one of the things is, he says, just because she did this once, she doesn't lose her Kisubah. Especially because it was in a moment of anger. He says, the Rashba, when a person's in a moment of anger, he's like a shaita. A shaita, you can't, is not culpable for what he does. A shaita is, when a person gets angry, he's a shaita. Therefore, you can't, you can't hold her culpable for anything she did there. So, ask the Gemara, does Hashem really get angry? Says the Gemara, in. yes, there is. The chsit, and it obviously doesn't mean angry as we think of it, right? It doesn't mean Hashem gets angry out of control, Rather, what it means is there is a moment of absolute din in the world. The Tanya, because we've learned in a Brisa, the Kael Zayim B'chol the Pasuk says that Hashem gets angry every day. Ask the Gemara, the Kamo how long is that moment of anger? Says the Gemara, literally, Rega, it's a moment. 
Says the Gemara of the Kamo Reka, how much? What's a Reka? So the Gemara answers, Echod mi chamishes riboy, ushmoina salofim, ushmoina meyos, ushmoina mushmoina bashal. It's 1 over 58,888 of, uh, I suppose, a shah is an hour. Okay? If it does mean an hour, I think I worked it out once at a, something like a 16th of a second, something like that. 16th and 18th, I think it was a 16th uh, or thereabouts. That's the amount of time Kaviyochel HaKadosh Baruch gets angry. There are different gersoyas that you'll see on the side of the Gemara, but that's the gersoyas we've got here. V'zui reka, and that's the reka. V'ein kol birya yechayla lechavi noisoshah, no creature, no creation can um, get that precise moment when Achorosh Baruch is Bekas, except for Bilom Arosha. Because it writes about Bilom, the Yodea Das Elyon. The Pesach says that about Bilom, that he knows the Das of what's going on above. Says the Gemara, does he really? Hashda Das Yoda. Now, Bilom didn't even know what, was going, what, what, the, what, his, what his donkey was talking about. He was outdone by his donkey. And you're telling me, Das Elian Avayoda, he knows what's going through Kaviyochal HaKadosh Baruch's mind. That can't be pshat. Rather, it means it's referring to a specific idea. It doesn't mean he knows what's going through HaKadosh Baruch's mind. It means he knows when there is a certain, he knows when HaKadosh Baruch is the cast. The moment when HaKadosh Baruch enters there. And that's pshat when the Novi said to Klal Yisrael, Ami, my people. Zechor no. Remember now. Ma yoatz bolok melech moyov. The literally the advice, the counsel of bolok, um, the king of moyov. What he advised. So the going etc. Because the pasuk then continues on, and then what bilom, what, what bolok advised bilom to do, where to curse from, and then what bilom said. What's the idea? The idea is over there. That, um, that Bilom was going to try and get his curses in, as we're going to see, at that precise moment. He knew if he could get his curses in, at that precise moment of, the, of, of time, they'd be affected. My Laman Das Tidkes Hashem. What's Peshat? The Possum finishes off, in order, why am I telling you to remember this, says the Novi? In order that you should know the Sadokos, the, the kindnesses of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What's Peshat? Omar Rabbi said to no. How many righteous things I did with you? How many tzedakos I did with you? In those days of Bilam Arosha, when he was coming to curse Kalal Yisrael, I didn't get angry, even for that moment. Because if I would have got angry, even for that moment, it's a euphemism here. They would not have remained from Klal Yisrael, sorry the it. Not a remnant, no one would have remained. And that's Peshat, when Bilom said to Bolok, What can I curse? HaKadosh Baruch is not allowing me to curse. And what can I, literally sort of anger, Hashem is not getting angry. Melami this teaches us, All those days, HaKadosh Baruch didn't get angry. Says the Gemara of Akamo Zamo, How long is his anger? How long is that moment of anger of Hashem? Regas! Sorry? The days when Bilom was trying to curse Kalalisov. 
that time of, period of time Hashem didn't get angry because if he would have then I would have succeeded no every day as I say, it doesn't mean angry it means more there's a moment of din absolute din and Bill on you if you could get in at that moment there's no so, so to speak there's no um, racham in there to protect Kalal Yisrael it would have been effective Hashem said therefore in those days I never got I didn't allow that moment to, to come about so ask the Gemara, Vekamo Zama, how, much, how long is his, uh, is, the, is his anger? Rega, it's a moment. Vekamo Rega, and how much is a moment? Omer Rabbi Ovin, Vitema Rabbi Avino, some say it's Rabbi Avino who says, Rega Kamemre. It's the time it says to say the word Rega. Anyone got any questions on that? No? No one's bothered by the fact that Gemara just. Huh? Exactly. I mean, go back 10 lines, whatever it was, 15 lines. The Gemara already answered, said, How long is his arm? Says Rega. And how long is a Rega? 1 over 58,888 of a shot. So we've already answered the question. And why does the Gemara give a different answer that makes it even more perplexing? Why do you ask the question a second time? And why is the answer different? Depends on how quick you say it, I suppose. But um, I think the answer is let's take a look at Tosis. Fascinating uh, Tosis here. She'ilamoli ke'asti, top Tosis there on the left hand side. If I would have got angry, if I would have got angry, says Hashem, if I would have had that moment of din, there wouldn't have remained anything from Kral Yisrael. Then Taima asked Rega. what could he have said? What would Bilam have said in that moment? What would he have said? Answers Tosfus, I mean, you know, he's, he's got, what, let's say, 160, if it is, a, uh, you know, we're talking about a show is an hour. How much is he planning to say in that, in that, uh, in that tiny little moment of time? It says, He would have said one word. Wipe them out. Inami also says Tosus. Because Tosus has got a little, a little bit of a problem. If you look at the parasha, all the brachas, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, that from the brachas that he actually gave Klali soil, because Hashem switched everything around, you can see what he had in mind to curse them. All the brachos were just the reverse of the clawless he was planning to give. Um, you got more than just one word there. So Tosus has got to look for a different answer. E nami also says If he would have begun the klala in that moment, it would have caused damage even after that. As long as he started his klala at that moment, then he could have said whatever he wants afterwards. Okay. Yeah, so whatever he says afterwards would be effective. It seems you've got to get it, it's the. It's no, but what I'm saying is not just if you say if he has been the Khan and the Shah, if he could, if he could uh, be cursing during that period, because he was cursing for two minutes, and during that two minutes is that second. Yeah, I suppose so, but he. But, yeah, but he'd, I suppose he'd lose. He'd have to keep, um, if he wants to get every Kalala in, he'd have to just keep repeating the no, same word. Yeah, if he would have said Khan, then I'm Khan, yeah. But yeah, but it's, the truth is, the time you take to take a breath in between each time, you probably lose it as well, so you may miss it. If it's, as I, said, I don't know if it's sure means an hour. But I, I want to suggest what's going on in Skamari is like this. Whatever that, whether it's a sixteenth of a second, whether it's a second, I don't know what the sure is here. The Gemara hasn't changed its mind. It's the same length as Rega. What the Gemara was asking was, okay, we asked you originally before we came to Bilal, 
We said, how long is this regga? So we said, whatever it is, one over 58,000, whatever it is. The Gemara asked, now you told me Bilom was planning to get his cursing in that time. Tell me again, sorry, how long is the anger? Regga. The Gemara says, and how long is that regga? Don't give me your mathematical seconds. What could he have said in that time? How long is that regga? Could you possibly say a word in that time? And the Gemara answers, yes. You could say, one, what, what words could you say? Regga. Regga is how many syllables? Two syllables. Kalem is how many, two, how many syllables? Two. So there's your answer. Zizekachom says, I did see the Zizekachom, he says both have three letters. I would personally go with the two syllables more. Because normally the syllables give you is more the, more the, uh, the determining, determining factor of how long it's going to take to say the word. But whichever one you want. The main point of the Gemara is it's not asking, just repeating itself. And it's not giving a different answer. It's saying, don't give me seconds here or fractions of a second. What could you say in that time? The Kamazano, how much? What could you say in that time? Binam's going to get his Kalala in? Says the Gemara, yes. Because you could say the word Rega. And if you could say the word Rega, you can also say the word Kalim. Or according to the second answer, as long as you can get that first word in, the two syllables, get that first word in, you're all right. Yeah, but the Gemara... The, the, the Gemara probably knows what it means by Shah. It's just, I mean, to me... Yeah, but I, I realise, I realise. As I said, I'm assuming it is, is a Shah. If you do a calculation, I don't know if it's, uh, I mean, if you base it on the Chavitz Chaim's thing of 200 words in a minute, so each word should take a, a third, roughly a, between a third and a quarter of a second. I don't know whether it's an average word. I, I don't know if you say it very quickly, whether it would work out a 16th, I don't know. There are other Gersois here. So if you, if you t- I don't know if there's a smaller one than the 58,000. What's, what's the uh, smallest shear you've got there? Eight, there is a girsa which is 8,000. 8,800, 8, I mean, that makes it a little easier, which would make it, uh, yeah, it'll make about a third of a second. So if you take it at that, if you take the girsa instead of 1 over 58,888, you say it's 1 over 8,888, which is about a seventh of that. Uh, you're talking about even less than a third, I think. Yeah, 1 over 58 is about a sixteenth, so you're talking about half a second. So that would already make a little more sense. Then it would be enough time to say the word regga. But al there's a very, very interesting shayla, which, halachic shayla, really halach, uh, pertinent shayla, which uh, we could perhaps use this Gemara to answer. Let's say a person comes in to Dava uh, Mincha and he's got a minute to go before Shkir. He's got a minute to go till Shkir. What should he do? He knows he can't possibly finish his Shemona Esrei in a minute flat. So should he start his Shemona Esrei? Well, as long as you start it in the right time, that's good enough. Or do you say, no, you, it's too late, you'll have to wait for Marev and Davan twi- Marev twice, Davan the Marev Shemona Esrei twice, make Tashlulim. So what would you say? Sorry? What do you say? So let's say it's 10 seconds beforehand. You can't even do the shortens there, I think. Start. Sorry? Start. You'd say start, based on what? Based on that in fact his speed is on the Okay. They, do, they, they don't, they don't. They take a later time for Shkir. Based on the fact that once you've started, continues on. Right, that's, that's the same as what you said, yeah. If you go like the second answer to us, as long as you start within the right time, then everything else is fine. That's, and that's, the Asia, you see the thing is like this, Mishnah Brura and the Morgan Avram say that they're clear that you can't start. 
Mishnah Paskins, you can't. You've got to be able to get the whole tefillah in. If, if you can't, don't bother. However, many people rely on the Eishel Abraham about charge and others, but the Eishel Abraham about charge, he says as long as you start, you can start 10 seconds before Shkia. Get your Shemad Esri started, you can dab for as long as you want afterwards. And I thought, ah, oh, Gavaldi, we've got, to, we've got to arrive from this Tosis. At least the second answer to Tosis is that as long as you start in the right time, you can say whatever you want afterwards. And I found none less than the Orach HaShulchan says exactly the same. He says, as long as you start in the right time, it's fine. From this Tosis, he says, I've got to arrive from this Tosis. No, it's a bit of a question on the Mogin Avron then. It's a bit of a question on the Mishnah Burra. What's the, what's the problem with this Raya? It's not a Raya. I mean, I know the Orach HaShulchan said it a bit. In my humble opinion, it's not a Raya. Can you tell me what the difference is between the two, two cases? Any suggestions? Very good. That's, that's exactly it. Let me just explain what you just said. That um, there's a major difference. All we've said here is the Bilom says, if I want to get my Klala to be effective, it's got to have a little bit of an injection of Din in it. If it's going to be effective to, on Klala, there's got to be an, uh, uh, an element of Din in there. How do I do that? So as long as I get that first bit in, then the whole thing has got that injection of Din, which will sort of flow through the whole thing. It's all Din, it'll all be effective. The equivalent of that would be, if you start your Tefillah in the right time, then you can continue davening afterwards, and Hashem will listen to you. He doesn't close the gates and say, you know, time up. You're ready, like, you know, you're inside the shop. They may close the shutters. You're in, you can buy what you want. Ask for what you want. 100%. That's not such a major chiddush anyway, because Rabbi Yechanan says, which, if understood literally, means, depending on what he meant there, but halavai, you dumb the whole day. You can dumb whenever you want. Hashem's listening. That's, that's, that's fine. But we're not just talking about whether your tefillah is going to be effective. We're also talking about, have you been yoked to the mitzvah of mincha? There's a mitzvah, there's a chiyah, not just to daven whenever you want. There's a mitzvah to daven mincha. There's a mitzvah to daven marev. There's a mitzvah to daven shacharis. And each one has its specific time. Once the time of mincha is over, it's now the time for marev. Will your tefillah be effective? Yes. Can you finish off? Maybe you could. Have you been yotzeh in mincha? Most definitely not. It's like any other mitzvah. We're not talking about whether it's going to be effective. We're not talking about, is how, you know, is it... I don't know if you could say it's not a brach al I don't know. But it's definitely not a mincha. That's the main point. It's not a mincha. If you take Arba Minim today, or if you take, you know, if you take Arba Minim just before Yom is about to go up, and that's a bad example. If you uh, do a mitzvah, any mitzvah which takes a little bit of time, you start eating your, your, uh, your matzah, let's say your, your afikomot. Yeah? Just before, let's say, Chatzot or Amadah or whatever you take as the, the end period of time. You eat half your shiur, half your kazais beforehand and half afterwards. You're not going to say, well, you know, I started beforehand. Why? The mitzvah was to eat the whole thing within that you had to eat a kazais. You didn't eat a kazais in the right time. That's, that, that's, so therefore, it's, it's not an absolute raya. The, in, the very interesting thing is that uh, Rabbi Vadya Yosef, he actually brings a teshuvah of Rav Haigon. Rav Haigon was asked a very similar sort of shayla on Erev Shabbos, and he seemingly does say, that you, as long as you start, he says, Bishas Adachak, whatever, he says, it's fine, just start as long as, I don't know if he's talking about Chazor it's a little unclear, but he says, definitely the Gabi Chazor as long as it starts beforehand, it's fine. I don't know if you give him a Chalik of Chazor 
Because maybe you could say, cause I don't know if he's talking about when everyone's already been Yotze Mincha. So therefore, Chazorah Sashatz is just, it's not to be Motzi anyone. I'm just thinking now, maybe it's not an absolute right because he does seem to be talking about at the end of it, Chazorah Sashatz. As long as the, the Shliach Tzibah starts before, before the end, before uh, Shkia, that's good enough. But if already in the days of Rav Haigon, the, the Shliach Tzibah wasn't actually being Motzi anyone, so what's the point of Chazorah Sashatz? It's because it's part, according to the Ram, that is to fit up a Tzibah, they say, oh, our result says it's a higher dog, whatever it is, but it's not, it's not the Maisa Mitzvah Mincha necessarily. Maybe that, that and Khami would be like the Gemara here. But for each person to be Yotze as Mitzvah, maybe we don't have a rap. Now, I'm just thinking now, I'm not sure, you'd have to look at the Tshuva inside. Saw it a while back, but that's, that's the, as I said, the practical thing which comes out of this Gemara. Says the Gemara. Uminolon Derega Rosa. That's six, six lines down into the very wide lines of them. From where do we know that Ashkodesh Baruch Hu does get angry for, for just this rega? <coughs> Shanem, as it says, ki rega viyapoi, that his anger, he's in anger just for a moment. Chayim Bertona, there's life at his will. Vibay Yisema, or you can say mehocha from the following posuk, chavi kimat rega, wait for like that small moment, adya avar zo'am, until the anger passes. So either way, you know it's just for a rega. When does our Kodesh Baruch get angry? When does he enter that mode of din? It's in the first three hours of the day. Some point, somewhere there. When the, um, what do you call it, that? Yeah, but the, the crown, the cone, crest, of the, of the, um, of the uh, Tarnagol, of the, of the cockerel, goes, um, goes white. The koi achad kara and it stands on one leg. Says the Gemara, kol shatu v'shatu nami koi hachi. It's always like that. It's always got the the, the this uh, crest is uh, is always is always white. I don't know if it's always standing on one foot, but says the Gemara, yeah. But kol shatu is feishuraiki sumki. All the rest of the day, it's got red streaks in the in the, uh, in this crest. Whereas uh, now by hishatu, that moment when he's getting angry. Less bay shuraiki sumke. It doesn't have these red streaks. It's completely white. Okay, it's completely white. Um, again, presumably, maybe white is the connotation. Maybe it's like Yom Kippur. But the, the, the basic idea is that uh, this moment in Afghamina is on, on uh, Rosh Hashanah. The time, the, the ideal time, to, I mean, the point when we're being judged is packing these first three hours. Because you see, within these first three hours, that's the moment of death. Somewhere there. Ha'ut Tzeduki, there was this Tzeduki. Didn't believe in the in in Teiras Moshe. Dalva b'shiva vusei the Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, who is he lived in the neighborhood of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Have a commentary lay tuve a tuva b'kroy, and he always used to cause Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi uh, problems with pesukim. The way they you know misconstrue pesukim. So Yermachad one day shakal tarnagayla v'ukmei ben karei d'arsa. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi decided he'd had enough. He took he took a, a cockerel and he. Placed it being carried out between the, the legs of the bed, the Iyembe, and he was looking at it very, very closely. So he thought to himself, when it comes that moment, that moment of anger, Alati, I'm going to curse him. When that moment came, that moment, as that moment came, he fell asleep. He dozed to that moment, and then he woke up, he realized he missed it. Omar, he said, it must be, it's not Derek Eretz, to do this. Because Rachamov al of Ksiv, he writes in the, we say in Ashray, in Tilal David, that his mercy is on all his masim. It's not for me to go cursing 
cursing. It may be a rasha, it may be a tzeduki, we don't go cursing people. Uchsevene writes, Gam anush la tzadik To punish, for something to be punished is not good for the tzadik. That's the way we're dashing it. Gam anush la tzadik It's not good for the tzadik to cause punishment on somebody else. Tosus points out, he brings from, from, uh, from other Gemaras, because tzedukim, the Gemara says, that you, the dafka should, uh, basically you, you don't marit uh, them, you put them down into a pit. So it sounds like you can punish them. He says that they're different. To ask Hashem to punish them, that you can't do. Hashem's got racham, even on the Rishoy. You want to get rid of the Tzedukim, fine, you could do that. And this may go back to, to a very similar thing we saw, which we discussed on Dafhe, because for you to punish, you're worried about Chilal Hashem. The Tzedukim, the Chilal Hashem, so you have to be the Kanoi there. But you can't ask Hashem to punish the person who's obstructing his glory, because Hashem loves that person too much. He may be a Rosh, Hashem still loves every Jew, he loves them the same. So then, but for you to stand up for, for the Kiddush Hashem, that you can and should do, but don't ask Hashem to, to, to do that for you. So this brings another gear, so maybe it was actually, it was, uh, it was uh, Ovid Kechov, and Ovid Kechov you don't actually put down into the pit. And the Chalam? 100%. Yep, correct. It would have been effective, yep. Yep. It's been taught in the name of Rabbi Meir. At the time when the sun shines, and all the kings of the east and the west, they put on their crowns on their heads, and they bow down to the sun, straight away, HaKadosh Baruch gets angry. Marashal says, what's this Gemara doing here? The answer is, remember, I, I think the answer is, I mean, obviously, we're talking about when Hashem gets angry. But in the first three hours of the day, if you remember back, when do the, when do the kings get up? At some point, I mean, some earlier, some later, within the first three hours of the day. And by the time they get up and they get ready, so within the first three hours, the first thing they do is they put on their crowns and they go out and they bow down to their to the sun. That's when our Kodesh Baruch gets angry. Because we already saw earlier, David Amelech says, I get up at midnight or even earlier than that, sing praises to Hashem. And look at these kings. They sleep in until... Shluch till, uh, till the third hour, and when they, you can add now, and not only that, they get up and they go about down to the to the sun, and they eventually do get up. That's when Akharish Baruch will get angry. Just one more memra, and then we will stop. In good time today. And yet another memra of Rabbi Yechonon in the name of Rabbi Yosi. Um, one moment of feeling subdued in the heart of a person is more effective, Yosem Mekama Malkias, is more effective than hitting him many times. Shenem, as it says, it says in the Pasuk in Hosea, and she will pursue Ma'ahaveho, her beloved ones, because it's talking about she's being uh, unfaithful, it says she runs after them and she doesn't get them. And then eventually she says, I will go and I will return to my original husband, referring to us going back to Hashem, Kitobli Ozmiyat, because it was better for me at that time than it was uh, than it is now. You know the grass looks green on the other side. She went, she realized it's no good. She realized she realized of her of her own, without being hit, you know, Hashem sends the Nabiim, not effective. Eventually she realizes herself it's better, it was more it was better for me where I was to start with, and she goes back. But Ishlokish Omar Ishlokish adds, not just stun more than hitting him and punishing him many times. Yosem in Meo Malkis, more than a hundred. Uh, uh, lashes. Shenem says, Teichas is an expression of, of uh, feeling scared and um, 
Ge'ora is also uh, like uh, scaring somebody, having a, a go at somebody. I don't know, my, my English is not good enough for this. Uh, the maven is, in other words, it's more effective if somebody who takes that, he understands it. Mehakis kasil meo. The trepidation will, will have its effect. Ge'ora will make an effect on him with somebody who understands more than hitting their fool a hundred times. You hit him, hit him, hit him, it's not going to affect him. Whereas if somebody takes to heart the message, that will be more effective. Rabbi Chananya ben Akash, Omer, Rotsa, Kodesh Baruch, Rezake, Sesi, Soad, Lefi Chach,